0: Hello and welcome to The Moving Curve, I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Every night on this mini-cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm asking this one. What's it like to deal with COVID-19 in rural India? It's day 131 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 2,76,583 cases with 7,744 deaths. Last night was the first part of my conversation with the legendary Dr. S.P. Kalantri, medical superintendent at Kasturba Hospital and professor of medicine for over 30 years at the Mahatma Gandhi Institute of Medical Sciences in Vardha. Vardha is in Eastern Maharashtra's deprived and rural region of Vidarbha. The first thing I wanted to ask him was what it was like logistically and administratively to run a major hospital right now?
1: Ever since we started uh, now fighting with uh, this COVID-19 outbreak, and it has almost been two months now, okay. uh, so it created a lot of challenges and practical difficulties in running the hospital and ensuring that we offer uh, high-quality care to our rural communities. Okay. So as soon as the uh, outbreak started, you know, there was fear and panic and uncertainty all over. And because nobody had any idea of what this virus is, how to do diagnostic testing for this virus, how to isolate patients in the hospital, how to treat them, how to protect the healthcare workers with good quality PPEs, uh, the shortage of masks and PPEs in the hospital. And in general, how to address the fears and panic, which was quite common in the all healthcare workers. So. To begin with, uh, we ended up with a lot of challenges there. And gradually we learned the uh, game and we isolated the patients in a special COVID block that we created. And we separated our main hospital from this COVID block.
0: I asked Dr. Kalantri about the view from Varada right now. Does it seem like the calm before the storm and a surge of cases as the disease moves into rural areas was on the way?
1: There are two big worries uh, that I see as a physician. Uh, now, because uh, uh, the government has partially lifted lockdown, now there is likely to be a free communication uh, and uh, free transfer of people from one city into an- another one. So it's quite possible that people who probably belong to quote unquote red zones now and who were asymptomatic might travel. To the earlier green zones and the smaller villages and the smaller towns, which were earlier uh, virgin so far as COVID nineteen is concerned, yeah. and we might see, we might see a surge of COVID infection in these people who are relatively protected till now. Right. Yes, that's one.
0: But it was the second part of his answer that was truly eye opening to me. And this is the 360 degree public healthcare perspective that really only someone like him could have.
1: The second problem is that uh, uh, now the monsoons have started, and every year all over the country we see that come June over the next four months, we the entire country is hot. Fevers, there are fevers, fevers all around, and there are. Big five uh, fevers which hit almost every state, every district, every town, every taluk of the country. I and see. they are malaria, mm-hmm. dengue, dengue, leptospirosis, scrub typhus, and typhoid fever. I
0: see.
1: Clinically, I see. often it is extremely difficult to distinguish all these fevers because there is a huge overlap in their presentations. I see. So the hidden physical examination is very non-specific.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: the malaria looks like dengue, Dengue behaves like scrub typhus, scrub typhus changes its colors and takes the form of a, say uh, leptospirosis and so on. I and the and diagnostic tests to distinguish all these fevers are not available in all hospitals of the country. So mm. most of the times, doctors end up making some presumptive diagnosis and give some treatment based on their presumptions, which we often know are wrong. Yeah. Mm. Now, COVID-19 had uh, had now added fuel to the fire now. So mm. not only now during monsoons, the hospitals will be busy, you know, struggling with these five fevers, but COVID would also get added. Now, how to distinguish a COVID illness from a non-COVID illness, mm. given a patient, the patient that I tweeted, for example, somebody mm. comes to me with fever, sore throat and breathlessness, now they are classical symptoms of COVID. Mm -hmm. But the symptoms are also shared by, say, uh, dengue or scrub typhus. Mm -hmm. So so it would be very difficult for this patient, particularly in public hospitals where the OPDs are very crowded, where the doctor-patient ratio is not what it should be, where Mm -hmm. many people are fighting for ICU beds, where ventilators are scarce. It -hmm. would be very difficult to isolate. In the first place, identify COVID, test Mm -hmm. them properly. Distinguish COVID from non COVID, then isolate COVID and non COVID in the same hospital, and then offer some evidence based therapy based on these algorithms that we are designing. I don't think that any hospital in the country is equipped to make this kind of uh, 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 arrangement there. And Mm -hmm. the people will not, uh, the patients visiting hospitals, whether private or public hospitals, will not easily fall into these algorithms there. I mean, they look very, Beautiful on paper, but mm-hmm. when they are translated in actual clinical practice, they completely fall apart. Okay. So, I, for one, I am extremely worried. For example, in Sevagram, where we have some 900 bed hospital,
0: yeah. and
1: where we see during rains now, we would be seeing about two and a half thousand OPD patients every day. Given this large number, isn't it? Even assuming that 20% of these patients are febrile patients. Yes. So roughly around 500 mm-hmm. It would be extremely difficult to properly segregate these patients, isolate these patients, diagnose these patients, admit these patients, use proper PPS, use proper N95 ventilators, protect our healthcare workers and, and properly treat them. Okay. So I see a huge amount of a confusion, more fear, more panic in the hospital. And particularly when your healthcare workers, right now, somehow we are able to hold their morale. Somehow mm-hmm. they are able to keep their confidence levels high. Mm-hmm. But if now, uh, unfortunately, if we start now uh, during these uh, fever epidemics all over the country, mm-hmm. if now healthcare workers also start getting virus in their, in their body because of this lack of resources and several difficulties that I just shared with you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then the, my hospitals might collapse.
0: Most big cities are already struggling to test people for COVID-19 if they show fever and other symptoms. When the rains hit and fevers rise, the scenario that Dr. Kalantri describes is going to be very real and very worrying. Thank you for listening. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. Tomorrow, a new question.